Welcome to Sharing the Victory, the weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. With the NFL playoffs taking center stage this weekend, we'll hear from two members of the defending Super Bowl champion Indianapolis Colts. First up is Colts tight end Ben Utek, talking about perseverance. It wasn't easy. I had to learn a lot of hard lessons, but in the end, victory was in Christ. Then Colts assistant coach Clyde Christensen talks about something that is more important than winning a Super Bowl ring. The ring's special. The ring's awesome. It was fun. But you know what? I want the crown. And later in the program, Keith Erickson, who won two national basketball championships with UCLA, reminisces about his time with legendary coach John Wooden. He's a remarkable man, and he's one of the finest men that you could meet. Standing by with his first interview is the host of Sharing the Victory, speaker, columnist, and assistant football coach at the University of Nebraska, Ron Brown. Our guest today on Sharing the Victory is tight end with the Super Bowl champion Indianapolis Colts, Ben Utek. Ben, welcome to our show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Certainly the Indianapolis Colts are... Uh, represent with the with its head coach Tony Dungy and uh, some of the assistant coaches and a number of the players, uh, the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and and the maximization of of that football team's abilities through the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations, and the the death to James Dungy, Tony Dungy's son, and then uh, of course uh, just. Uh, uh, riding into the sunset this year, winning the Super Bowl against what many people thought would would happen, but just playing great football at the end of the year. The defense coming on, doing a great job. Tell us the spiritual dimension of this football team and what impact it had on maximizing this team's talents, Ben. Well, that's a great question, and it all starts with Coach Tony Dungy. He is a pillar of faith, and it's uh, it's just been incredible for me to come into such an awesome environment spiritually. Uh, to be able to say that I've grown so much as a football player, but also as a Christian under his uh, management. Because of that, I, I really believe that it has inspired everybody on that team to believe in to believe in faith, to believe in having faith in each other. Um, there's a lot of different beliefs on this team, and, and all are Christian, but uh, he's created a, an environment where the common ground is to believe in, t- in each other and to have faith in each other, and I think that's a great starting point for these guys and for a team in the NFL to have. It's a huge light. And because of that, we were really able to persevere through a lot of difficult times. You had mentioned James Dungy's death and, and how tough that must have been. I can't, mm-hmm. even, I can't even imagine what it would be like for a father to lose his son. But as James says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trials. Mm-hmm. And, and it just this season has been that. Uh, that scripture has come to life. And it's been incredible to see how he's worked uh, through this last season and such a joy for me uh, to to see how he's really brought those blessings to Coach Dungy into this team. And it's it's just been such an encouragement for me as a Christian to know that mm. the Lord is definitely at work in this league. Well, well, Ben. Speaking of persevering under trial, that's something that you have personally had to do. I mean, you were a free agent coming out of the University of Minnesota. Uh, you signed with the Indianapolis Colts, and you know, for those out there who may not know, free agents uh, who are signed coming out of college. 
have been bypassed in the National Football League's draft. Yeah. And so there's a kind of a statement that's been made that, you know, you weren't really one of the top-line players, but four years later we look at you and you're still playing with the Indianapolis Colts against all odds you were able to make the football team and uh, really step into a very pivotal role in that offense. Uh, where did your faith and how did your faith impact you when maybe a number of people gave up on you in terms of coming out of college regarding the NFL? I really appreciate that question because it really that that's really where the heart of my testimony is and uh which is all about surrendering all and for me coming out of college uh the Lord really started to allow injury to uh really teach me some tools humbleness being one of them how to live in humility how to throw all my trust at his feet and uh I had a couple of years in college where things were going so well for me that really pride uh became the root of a lot of uh, a lot of my problems mm-hmm. and control. I I had lied to myself and believed that that I had control in what was going on. And I went through a very difficult uh, sports hernia injury my senior year, and it, and it mm-hmm. basically just it really took me out of the draft. Uh, teams aren't going to draft an injured player, and and uh, it was very difficult for me. And but you know what? Something inside me just said, you know, you need to trust in the Lord mm-hmm. uh, in all your ways. Lean not on your own understanding, and that that comes out of Proverbs, mm-hmm. and so. I just did that, and I tried to have joy in it. You know, I tried to know that I tried to believe that the Lord would bring something good out of that suffering, and He did. And uh, I didn't get drafted because of the injury, but the Colts were the first team to call Coach Dundee himself, mm. uh, which doesn't happen. Um, but we had a common ground, being from the University of Minnesota, having spoken uh, at a couple of Christian events in the past, and and he just, you know, he called and he said, you know what, we we didn't expect you to make it through. Uh, we know where you were supposed to go if you wouldn't have been injured, and we want to give you that opportunity. Hmm. So we're going to get you surgery. We're going to give you an entire year to heal up because we have faith in you wow. and we have faith in your abilities. And that is, and that in the NFL is a miracle hmm. because it is a business environment. And for them to be able to say to me, you know what, we are going to give you a whole year wow. to, to rehab, and we're going to pay, and we're going to pay you so that you support your family is um, is incredible to me. And, and and now four years later, I was able to start in the Super Bowl. And that, I mean, it, I mean, it just gives me chills because the, the Lord is good. And, and when he says, you know, consider it pure joy whenever you go through trials of many kind because the testing of your faith develops perseverance, I mean, it's, it's the truth. And, and that's, it wasn't easy. I had, to, I had to learn a lot of hard lessons, but... But in the end, victory was in Christ. Well, you know, that, that's a great story, Ben. Uh, it may be surprising that NFL teams uh, do what they did with you, giving you a year to, to rehab and, and to really give you a, a great chance to be on that football team. But that's really not uh, a surprise for God. You know, God loves right. doing that stuff. We want to thank you for your inspirational testimony. I, you, you've, uh, I'll bet you you've inspired tons of people today as they've heard your story rising from being uh, unthought of or forgotten into, uh, into a, a realm of great uh, productivity. And, and that, that is the business of God, and, and he wants to do that in everyone's life. So we are glad to have Ben Utech on our show today. Ben, have a great season. Thanks for being on. Thank you so much. That was Ben Utech, the great tight end for the Indianapolis Colts, the Super Bowl champions, with us today on Sharing the Victory. Wow, God's power in the life of a young man like Ben Utech. 
And Ben, we're going to be keeping an eye on you and the Colts to see if you can win a second straight Super Bowl championship. In sharing the Victory Magazine's first issue of the new year, Toronto Raptor guard Anthony Parker describes what it means to get focused on Christ. Plus more basketball talk with the head coach of Washington State, Tony Bennett. And as always, a challenging and insightful column by Ron Brown. Order your subscription to Sharing the Victory magazine by calling 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031 or go to sharingthevictory.com. There is a common place for student athletes and coaches to go to strengthen their faith in Christ. At my FCA huddle. There's a place to be encouraged to face the trials and temptations of life. At my FCA huddle. There is a place to receive confidence to share the light of Christ. At my FCA huddle. FCA huddles meet on junior high, high school, and college campuses all across America. To find one near you or to learn how to start one up, call toll-free 866-STV-5031 or go to fca.org. I hope you're having a great day. It's Ron Brown hanging out with you. It's time for FCA Across America. And our featured speaker is Clyde Christensen, the receivers coach for the Indianapolis Colts. I've known Clyde for years. In fact, he recruited my cousin years ago to Holy Cross College and a guy that I've had great respect for in Christ. After the Colts won the Super Bowl last year, Clyde had the opportunity to visit the FCA coaches camp in Black Mountain, North Carolina. Here's what he laid on us. I really wanted to start out. I actually uh, brought the camp ring with me. And I say that sincerely, that I really feel like we won this thing, all of us. Because for 30 years, this really has been, in a lot of ways, my family's hometown. And you guys have high-fived my girls, and you've coached my girls, and you've loved my girls, and my wife, and me. If you know me very well, it doesn't mean a whole bunch to me, okay? As a ring itself, it's, a, it's special, but it's not for the reasons that the world would say, for how much it's worth or for a diamond or what it looks like or how big it is. It's because of what it represents in God's faithfulness and his people. And uh, when I got this thing, I was really only excited about showing it to one person, and that's you guys. And I mean that sincerely. I said, the one place we're going to take this is Black Mountain because we did it. And, it, and we can rejoice in it. It'll be a reminder of God being faithful. Because I've been up here unemployed. I've been up here out of work. I've been up here when I didn't know if I was going to get another job. I've been up here after Coach Dungy's son hung himself. I've been up here with Coach Dungy when we hauled eight coaches from Tampa up here. And we rejoiced and got our things started down there. In Tampa. Okay, so many memories. I hope you understand. I've been that sincerely. This is the camp ring. I thank you from the bottom of my heart what you've done for my family. Thanks. And one, and one reason that, uh, that you won't see it on my finger is because someone might misunderstand. They wouldn't get the full story. It wouldn't do it justice if they saw it. They wouldn't understand that 51 years ago, a 13-year-old pregnant gal, instead of aborting their kid, like 50 million other Americans have done since then, put them up for adoption and said, if you find a Christian home, let them adopt them, and if you don't, I'll take them back in the Los Angeles County Hospital. And they wouldn't understand that. They wouldn't understand that my dad, who's 88, that he calls three times a week and tells me he's praying for me, he's proud of me, and he loves me. 
to this day, every week. And they wouldn't understand it. Every day when I come out of my bedroom at 6 in the morning to head for work, and my sweet wife is out on the couch with her Bible spread open, praying over her husband and her family. They wouldn't understand that. So be too shallow if you didn't understand the depth of this thing. And they may think it was the goal. The ring's special. The ring's awesome. It was fun. Man, was it fun. But you know what? I want the crown. The ring's special, but I want the crown. In 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8, Paul, at the end of his life, says, I fought the good fight. I finished the race, and I kept the faith. And verse 8 says this, Therefore there awaits for me the crown of righteousness, that the righteous judge himself will present on that day. And God, I see us as one of his divisions in his army, sports division, whatever it is. And you know what? He assigned us an incredible task. He put us on the front lines And he strategically placed us in the NFL, in junior highs, in high schools, in churches, and all throughout. That if we catch a vision for what he wants us to do, that we can rock the place. Will we stay in the battle? And I just encourage you, as we do it together, no job more important than another. Trust me on that. No job more important than the other. Let's not settle for the ring. Let's keep taking territory. Let's keep taking ground. And let's bring as many as we can to that great, greatest banquet of all where they give out the crown. The ring's pretty cool, but it ain't close to the crown. Thank you for what all you've done in our lives. That was the Indianapolis Colts assistant coach, Clyde Christensen, speaking at Black Mountain, North Carolina. This month, we'd like to make a free gift available to you. It's the Heart of an Athlete devotional. This book will help you or the athlete in your life become a true competitor for Jesus Christ. Issues addressed in this devotional book include identity, fear, trust, and recognition. If you're interested, email us at stvradio at fca.org. Include your address, and just let us know you want the devotional of Heart of an Athlete. Again, that email is stvradio at fca.org. Coming up next, I'll be visiting Keith Erickson, who was a part of two national basketball championships while playing at UCLA under the legendary great basketball coach John Wooden. It's just absolutely remarkable to be around him. He's a national treasure. This is Sharing the Victory from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Sharing the Victory is more than just a radio program or magazine. Sharing the Victory is available 24 hours a day at sharingthevictory.com. At sharingthevictory.com, you can click on radio and listen to the program online or subscribe to the podcast. There's also articles, testimonies from athletes and coaches, and a place for you to submit story ideas. You can also download Sharing the Victory wallpaper for your computer. Check us out online at sharingthevictory.com. That's sharingthevictory.com. In his brand new autobiography, Quiet Strength, Super Bowl Forty One champion coach Tony Dungy explains his principles, practices, and priorities for a winning life. 
You'll want our special FCA edition of this hardcover book, Quiet Strength, now available for only $19.99, far below all bookstore prices. Order Quiet Strength by calling 1-800-386-0941 or online at fcagear.com. Welcome back to Sharing the Victory with your host, University of Nebraska assistant football coach, Rod Brown. Our guest today is Keith Erickson, former UCLA basketball star, National Basketball Association 12-year veteran. Keith, welcome to the show. It's great to be with you today, Ron. Keith, you know what? Your name, along with names like Lou Alcindor and Lynn Shackelford and uh, Mike Warren and Henry Bibby, and the list goes on and on and on of great UCLA players on those great teams coached by John Wooden. Your name is like a household name to me even now, some, a number of years later. Uh, what was it like to be a part of those great championship teams? You know, uh, Ron, it was, I had three great years at UCLA and, and playing for John Wooden, and the only problem is you know, I was uh, 18, 19, 20, 21 when I was there at UCLA. And when you're young, you know, you don't really listen to the authority figures like Coach Wooden was. I played on the first two NCAA championships mm-hmm. uh, that UCLA had under John Wooden. And it was just a great thrill, although, you know, you, you don't realize it until later on. You look back and say, man, that was really special. Going back to this, I, uh, you know, years later I thought, my, my, what uh, Coach Wooden was saying, that was, that was some pretty special stuff. And I still visit with him. As a matter of fact, I visited last week with him for, for about three hours. Mm-hmm. And he will be 97 years old in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how lucid he is, how clear his thinking is. It's just absolutely remarkable to be around him. I, he's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. And he just, uh, his calendar is still full, two or three events every day. Mm. He's just, uh, he's a remarkable man, and he's one of the finest men that you could meet. Well, you know, you mentioned something interesting, Keith. You said that uh, at times you wouldn't really listen to him very well while you were playing for him, and he was serving as your coach. But at some point along the line, you begin to listen to another voice. And in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus tells us, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anybody would open up, I will come in and, and sup with him. Keith, can you recall the time when you began to hear the voice of Jesus Christ knocking at the door of your heart through your conscience? Absolutely. When that happened to me, I was very well aware because up until that point, uh, I had no interest whatsoever, and it was it was about ten years, nine to ten years after I got out of UCLA. I ran into a friend. I used to go down and uh, listen to him, and he would we would talk about all kinds of things. And over a period of time, one day he pulled out a Bible from under his desk, and he started answering my questions that I had from the Bible. And I had never seen that, and never I was not aware of it. I didn't know who Jesus Christ was historically. And I really didn't have any idea about God being up there. And so this guy started telling me about first about God. And I was very interested in hearing what he had to say. And, and then, then he started telling me about a problem that we have, that mankind has, that mm. problem being sin, mm. that we're all sinners in need of a Savior. And then he told me about Jesus and Jesus, that he had come down 
2,000 years ago, and he had, he had lived this perfect life. He took my sins upon him and made his righteousness available to me. And I heard that message from this man. I went to a church not far away from my home, and, and as I was driving home one day, I said, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. I pulled over in my car on the way home from church, and, and I just prayed and asked Jesus to come into my life and make me a brand new person. And he turned me from wrong side down to right side up. Hmm. Uh, you know, I will thank the Lord for eternity for doing that in my heart. And, you know, like a drop in the bucket, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it means nothing for eternity to have all the success in the world. You know, I, I played on the greatest stages in the world, mm. and it's nothing compared to the, the opportunity to share the Lord to be able to lead people to Christ. It's the finest gift in the world, and what a great opportunity. Well, Keith, we just want to thank you for being a great example, coming out of a, a very prestigious background in the world of basketball, but being humble enough to share with us what is most important in the game of life. Well, it's great to be with you, Ron. Uh, it's just a privilege to be here, and it's, uh, it's over the top to be able to say to you and to, to anybody that would be listening that what Jesus has done for me, I will never be able to repay him. I am forever grateful for Jesus giving his life for me and, and allowing me to know him and, and to be able to serve him for the rest of my days. Well, thank you, Keith. Our guest today has been Keith Erickson, the former outstanding basketball player at UCLA in the glory days in the in the 1960s. Went on to play 12 years in the NBA, uh, an announcer for CBS uh, on the NBA, and uh, a lover of Jesus Christ. Keith, thanks for being with us, and uh, God bless you in your future endeavors. My pleasure. Thank you. You too. This is Sharing the Victory, FCA's national radio program. Did you know that FCA is involved in your area? There are local huddles, coaches' Bible studies, and camps of all varieties. If you want to find out how you can be involved with FCA in your area, go to fca.org. That's fca.org. Do you remember Les Steckel's challenge to read a proverb every day in January? I mean, there are 31 proverbs, one per day in a good number of the months. Come on now, be for real. How are you doing with it? Are you slipping a little bit here and there? Come on now, get back on it, one a day. When Sharing the Victory returns, Les will be giving us some more words of that very wise book in the Bible, the book of Proverbs, the one that you're supposed to be reading every day. You know what I'm talking about. The work of FCA can be summed up in four words, coaches, campus, camp, and community. The four C's are vital in fulfilling FCA's vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. There's FCA staff in your area ready to partner with you in seeing this vision true. To find out how you can get involved with FCA in your community, go to fca.org. That's fca.org or call 1-866-STV-5031. Every weekend on Sharing the Victory, University of Nebraska assistant football coach Ron Brown interviews the top Christian names in sports. Hi, I'm Tony Dunsey of the Indianapolis Colts. Hi, I'm Bob Lilly, former defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Hi, this is Jake Peavy of the San Diego Padres. This is Tommy Bowden, head coach of the Clemson Tigers. Hi, I'm Aaron Campman with the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to Sharing the Victory. Join us right here for Sharing the Victory.
Again, thanks for listening to Sharing the Victory. It's Ron Brown here, and it's now time for Coach's Corner with Les Steckler. This month we've been reading together from the book of Proverbs, one proverb each day for each of the 31 days in January. As we come to the middle of January, I'm confident that you've already learned many valuable life principles from your readings in Proverbs. I know I do every time I return to Proverbs. No matter how many times I read these wise sayings, I still find more truths that I want to make part of my walk with God and how to better work with man. Reviewing over the first 12 Proverbs, right off we learn that wisdom depends on our knowledge of God and our submission to His will. In the first chapter of Proverbs, we learn, among other things, that a wise man listens to God and gains understanding. In the second chapter, we're told that God is a shield to the wise and learning the importance of reverence for the Lord. Chapter 3 tells us in all things to trust in the Lord and not rely on our own understanding, and He will make our paths straight. Proverbs 5 tells how to make sure you preserve discretion in your life. The sixth chapter of Proverbs describes the dangers of laziness. Then in Proverbs 7, we are taught how to keep from immorality. Our lessons continue in Proverbs, where in chapter 8, among other critically important principles, we have the promise that if we diligently seek God, we will find Him, and that whoever finds Him finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. These wise sayings of Solomon continue in Proverbs 9 and 10 with the assurance that righteousness will be blessed and the memory of the righteous preserved. Proverbs 11 says that those who are generous givers will be made rich, and those who seek to win souls are wise indeed. And with this date being the 12th, today's Proverbs 12 states that an encouraging word can make even an anxious and depressed heart be glad. It also stresses the importance of hard work and telling the truth, for both will endure and be prosperous in your life and of value to you. To have wisdom is one thing, but to conduct ourselves with wise conduct and action will truly be a witness for our Savior. Our friendships, business ethics, and our family relationships will strengthen with gaining wisdom from God's Word. Continue reading Proverbs with me and know you will be blessed, and so will others who you will touch. Look forward to sharing with you next week. Until then, God bless you. Once again, I had a great time with you today, and I'm looking forward to next time because I'm going to be visiting with two Hall of Fame offensive linemen, Anthony Munoz and Bruce Matthews. It doesn't get a whole lot better than those two guys up front, let me tell you. And it's up front where it counts, the line of scrimmage. Those two men change not only the physical line of scrimmage on the football field, but the spiritual line of scrimmage for Jesus Christ. Remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way or man's way. Which one will you choose? Don't forget to check out our website, sharingthevictory.com. Click on radio and you can learn more about Ron Brown and FCA President Les Steckel. You can also listen to the program and subscribe to the podcast. And there's a place to email any questions or comments you may have. We would also welcome your nomination of a coach or an athlete in your area for one of our features. You can also contact us by phone Monday through Friday at 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031. Don't forget our free gift offer in the month of January. We want to send you a free copy of the Heart of an Athlete devotional book. All you have to do is send us an email, stvradio at fca.org. 
Tell us you want the book and include your mailing address. Again, the email is stvradio at fca.org. We hope you have a great week, and thank you for listening to Sharing the Victory, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.